like to share with you the top five reasons we do not celebrate Santa for Christmas in our home. Welcome to Moms of Truth. My name is Alicia. I'm a mother of four, and the goal of this ministry is to really just come alongside you in teaching your children truth, equip you with practical tools to train them up, and then, of course, to encourage you to trust God through it all. I'd like to share just a little personal story and background before we jump in. So I grew up believing in Santa, and even as an unsaved adult, I would still incorporate him into every single Christmas. We would write gifts from Santa. Someone would wear a Santa hat every year and then pass the gifts out one by one to play the role. And then when I had children, we did the whole baking cookies and leaving carrots for the reindeer, making a list, and of course, going to see the big guy and get our picture taken. If you are a regular listener, then you know by now that I found Christ after I had already become a mother. So as I grew in my faith, the Holy Spirit began to convict me in this area of my life. It took probably about three years or so, I would say, to slowly start breaking away from celebrating Santa and just giving him up completely. Each year we would let go of a Santa-related tradition and began replacing those things with ways to honor and celebrate Jesus instead. So let's jump into the five reasons why my household does not celebrate Santa. Number one, stolen attributes. From the song, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, the lyrics are, he sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake, he knows if you've been bad or good. Psalm 139, one through six. Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me and place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. No one is all-knowing but the Lord himself. There is no one like God, nor will there ever be. I don't want to confuse and conflict my children into thinking anyone is even close to similar to him. The attribute of being all-knowing and all-powerful belongs only to God. He is set apart from all creation, perfect in all his ways. When my children believe that Santa can see them when they're sleeping, when they believe that he knows if they are bad or good, it really waters down the power and authority and sovereignty of God. And it also puts God and Santa in competition with one another. When we try to teach our children about God's unique attributes, the response would probably be, well, Santa can do it too. So how is God special? How is he different? According to that song, he isn't, and that's problematic. Number two, twisted story. The true testimony of St. Nicholas is that he was a man who greatly loved Jesus. Even though he had a tremendous tragedy in his life, losing both of his parents at a young age, he remained a joyful and generous giver to the poor because of the love of Christ within him. 
When he passed away, traditions began to develop in an attempt to honor and remember him. Over time, those traditions morphed and things have been added and changed. And it's really kind of taken on its own identity. The Santa that we know today does not reflect the true and incredible story of St. Nicholas, which is inspiring all on its own. Number three, anti-gospel message. The Christmas message of Santa Claus is be good or you won't get anything. The message of the gospel is because you are not good. I will send my only son to bear your guilt and gift you with eternal life. It's a free gift of God and it is not contingent on our behavior, good or bad. He doesn't require us to be perfect or good. In fact, he knows we can't. So he sent his son, Jesus, to do what we can't, to be perfect, to be good, and to be sinless. This truth then changes our hearts and we begin to crave righteousness. We desire to do what's right, not because we have to earn his favor or his blessing, but because we want to for his glory. In my early Santa celebrating days with my children, I would tell them all month long, you better be good or Santa won't bring you anything. Looking back now, I can see how this does not teach them about the grace of God. It actually teaches them to have a workspace lifestyle. It teaches them to strive for perfection, which simply cannot be achieved. It's God's grace alone that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the truth that will shape them into a new creation. This is the truth that will help turn them from their sin. 1 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Number four, gifts are from God. Everything that I have, my home, spouse, children, and anything that might be wrapped under the tree is because of God's faithful provision. Everything I have is because God has generously blessed me with it. No one else. I want my children to give all praise and thanksgiving to God, not a fictional character, because that really is what Santa's story has become with elves and flying reindeer. It's so far removed from his original testimony. Here is actually a quote from St. Nicholas. He says, the giver of every good and perfect gift has called upon us to mimic God's giving by grace through faith, and this is not of ourselves. We give to one another because he first gives to us. Everything is from him and for him, and he deserves every drop of credit. James 1.17, do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above. And that perfect gift that pales in comparison to all others under the tree is Jesus Christ, our mighty King who saves. We should always be most excited about God's best gift, his son for our eternal salvation. Number five, Santa gets the glory. When the Christmas celebration is Santa focused, then all good things point back to him. It is impossible to give God all the glory he deserves when we give partial credit to someone else or have someone else in the picture with him. 
Saint Nicholas actually gave gifts in secret because he wanted his generous deeds to point people to God and not to himself. He wanted God alone to get all praise, glory, and honor. So he tried to make sure no one knew it was him. His story has changed a lot from his original intentions. And to be honest, sometimes I wonder what he would think about this Santa character that has evolved to carry on his generosity. We get it twisted. We give glory to Santa instead of the true giver. Revelation 7:12, the angel sang, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. So that's actually all I have for you today. Next week, I plan to have one more bit of content released for the 2021 year. I will be hopefully talking about typical responses that you may get when you tell others that you don't celebrate Santa and then provide you with some ways that you can respond in both truth and love. Please remember to leave a review on this podcast if you haven't and follow Moms of Truth on Instagram to stay connected on a daily basis. And as always, until next week, teach them truth, train them up and trust God through it all. Thank you.